Hey there, educational rock stars. Are you feeling overwhelmed with lesson planning for your English language learners? Well, I've got some exciting news for you. Introducing our upcoming free webinar, Simplify Your Approach, Three Time-Saving Routines for ELL Success. Join me for a power-packed 45 minutes that's set to revolutionize your teaching strategy. In this webinar, we'll dive into three practical, easy-to-implement routines that will not only enhance your ELL teaching methods, but also save you hours of planning time. Yes, hours. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, these insights are tailored to help everyone make the most of their teaching time. Plus, you'll leave this webinar ready to implement these routines the next day. So mark your calendars for our two upcoming dates. I don't want you to miss this opportunity to transform your ELL lesson planning. To reserve your spot, simply sign up at www.equippingells.com slash routines. Trust me, your future self will thank you for it. I'll see you at the webinar. Teaching ELL students is a privilege and a joy. Is it easy? No way. But with the right support, you can feel empowered to tackle each day with ease and confidence. I'm your host, Beth Boucher, founder of Inspiring Young Learners. With over 10 years of teaching both nationally and internationally, I know what it takes to ensure that your ELL students have what they need to thrive today, tomorrow, and for life. I'm on a mission to empower you to equip your English language learners. Welcome to Equipping ELLs. Let's get to today's episode. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Equipping ELLs podcast. We have been in the middle of a vocabulary series, and I cannot wait to dive into today's topic because this is something that I absolutely love and I think is one of those must-do ways to develop fun and engagement and vocabulary development with your ELLs, and that is through games. Games really are one of the most powerful ways for our students to learn new vocabulary easily and in a fun way. They're also a big win for you because many times once you get these games set up, you can reuse them throughout the year. Or when you have that extra five minutes, you can throw them in. Or on a Friday when everyone's just going a little bit crazy, pull out the games so that your students can increase their engagement and increase their excitement for language learning. Now, before we jump in, I want to share why games really have so many different benefits for your ELL students. The first reason is because it boosts your kids' ability to concentrate and focus on learning. This is just such a natural thing that happens when they're playing these different games, and it's something that is a win all around for our students if they're boosting their ability to concentrate. Another thing is it helps cultivate problem-solving skills. So as kids learn to approach problems logically and come up with solutions to help them win a game, let's say, or work in a team or, you know, whatever it is, this can help them to really focus and not even realize that they're working in problem-solving skills, but they're doing it naturally because they're having fun in this game. It also increases vocabulary and memory, which is the reason why I wanted to highlight this episode and share different games with you, because we want to find natural ways for our students to practice the vocabulary they've been learning and to apply it. And then the memory piece is also super crucial, even more so, I think, for our students today 
to do activities that specifically work on increasing memory skills with our students. Depending on the game, it can also improve spelling and reading skills. And playing games just makes kids happy. That's reason enough, right? It's just perfect opportunity for them to socialize, talk with peers, to get excited about the topic that they're doing, to speak without even realizing they're speaking because they're so excited about the game. So let's dive into the games. We have 25 to cover. So I'm going to divide these in different categories. The first category are great games that you can use with newcomers. And some of these I know that you're familiar with, but I wanted to put them on the list because sometimes it's just a good reminder. So the first one is bingo. This is kind of the basic place to start when you're working with newcomers is bingo. And there's a few different ways, though, you can differentiate this. One, you could just have a blank bingo chart and have students make their own bingo boards. This is a great way to have students take on some of that responsibility. You could have, you know, picture words on there and you say the word and then define it. Or you could do the opposite. Maybe you have the word on their board and you show the picture and they have to find the word. So the thing that I want you to think about with these games are how can you maybe differentiate them depending on the group you're working with? Because then you're able to reuse them with multiple groups and multiple language levels. That's where the beauty comes in of having these things set up and ready to go. So bingo is one of those things that you can approach it in a few different ways where depending on the group that you're working with, you might choose a different style of bingo over another one. But I think one of the easiest things is to just have bingo, blank bingo boards ready in your classroom. You could even laminate them if you want. And then whatever vocabulary you are working on, you can give the students an opportunity to make their own bingo board and spend, you know, 20 minutes playing bingo on a Friday working on vocabulary. I think that's a great use of time. Number two, word searches. Word searches, again, are classic, but they're also really helpful. Now, some tips with this. Word searches can be really overwhelming for students, especially students that are learning English for the first time. So be very mindful of how many words are in the word search. What does the font look like? How many letters are in the word searches? All those things can be you know, very overwhelming for that student. So you want them to find success. Maybe your word search has pictures and they have to go and look for the word in the word search. You can differentiate it in different ways so that you're kind of expanding what they're knowing and seeing if they can see a picture and then find the word and spell it correctly. And then they write the word underneath the picture. There's a variety of ways you can do it, but that's just one option of how you can make it differentiated for those newcomers. The next game is headbands. Headbands is a great, fun, game that you could make yourself. You don't have to go buy it if you don't want to. But essentially what you do is the students will put a picture on their head. And if you buy the headbands game, it comes with a headband that you can put on and then you stick the picture inside. But you could also create your own way to do it. They could just tape it on or put a post-it, whatever it looks like for you in your classroom. But they'll have a vocabulary picture on their forehead and the other students are trying to get that person to guess what that word is on their forehead. So it's a super fun way to have them use speaking skills, work on describing, work on coming up with different ways to get that student to guess that word on their head. And you can make this, you know, just new words that they're learning. So maybe if you have newcomers, you're going to just work on vocabulary that they've been working on. So maybe it's desk or pencil or teacher, 
if you have students who are at different language levels, then maybe it's more content vocabulary they've been working on or some tier two words that they've been working on. So this is a really interactive and silly way to work on headbands. Now you can always go and find the game itself and it just has a lot of random words. Um, so that might be fun to play as well and just have in your classroom. Now I always recommend, I do talk about games a lot and I always recommend to go check out your local resale shops before you go and purchase the new versions of these. I have found some incredible games at the local Goodwill for $2.99 or less. So start there because they have a ton of games available at different resale shops. Um, Hopefully there's some by you and you can go see which kind of games you can find. All right, number four is a game, Pop. Now we have a version of this and I'm actually gonna give you a few of the sets for free because I want you to get set up with some really fun games so you can see how quickly your students will engage and respond to this style. Pop is a really fun game because what you do is you put a bunch of words or they could do vocabulary words or if they're working on letters, whatever it is, you put them all into a bag or some sort of container that they can't see. Now mixed in with those is a card or a few cards that will say pop. And what happens is the students will just sit around and they'll pull out one card at a time and they'll say the card or maybe they have to use the word in a sentence or maybe they have to you know, sound out the word or maybe they come up with a synonym for it. There's so many different ways you could use one game and really hit on different targets of what the students are working with. So they keep passing around, they say the word that they pull out or they use it in a sentence, but if they get the word pop, they put all their cards back. So adding in that one little piece of suspense, if they're gonna get the pop card, adds in so much excitement. I have played this game with kindergartners to fifth graders and they all get so excited to think that they might be the ones getting pop and to play against their friends. Or if the teacher plays, they love when the teacher gets pop. So this is a super engaging way that you could cover so many different vocabulary words or grammar skills or, you know, just you name it, put it on cards, put it in a, in a container, and then add in some words pop and you are set and ready to go with whatever skills that you are working on. Like I said, we are going to be sharing, we'll put a link in the show notes of a sample pack that you can use with your students so that you can see how quickly and fun this is to just throw in when you have an extra five to 10 minutes. All right, let's move on. The number five game for newcomers is Pictionary. And Pictionary is a super fun way. You could give the students whiteboards. You could have them work in small groups. You could do this as a class, but essentially they're gonna see a word, they have to draw it, and their student, the peers have to guess what that word is. This is a great one for newcomers because they are able to draw. They don't have to do a lot of talking with it. And so it's a fun way that they can work on vocabulary and use their skills at the same time. Number six is memory. Memory is, I I was such a fanatic for memory. I know not everybody loves that game, but I do think memory is an awesome game to play because there are so many different ways that you can change up the game depending on skill. And you can really, and just focusing And remembering is such a skill that we all need in the days we're living in. So memory is one you could do picture to picture. They're finding the words. You could do picture to word. You could do, you know, word to a sentence and the sentence has the word removed. So they flip one out they flip two cards over. They're trying to find the word that fits in with that sentence. 
There's a variety of different ways that you can really take it and go deeper on memory, um, depending on the work that the group that you're working with. So don't underestimate how powerful memory is. And again, once you get that set up, you're now going to have that set available and ready. So those Friday afternoons, get those games out, let them play. If you've already taught them to the students how to play them, it's going to be quick for them to get into it, get it set up and to start playing. Okay. These are not wasted opportunities. These are really practical and purposeful activities that you are doing with your students where they're going to have high engagement and they're going to be really working on skills that are so needed for language development. Number seven is dominoes. Now, this is something that will take a little bit of prep work, but essentially what you would do is you would create dominoes. Let's say if you want to create dominoes for homophones. On the top is one picture, on the bottom is another picture. And then on a different domino would be the homophone that matches that first one. So, okay, let's say the domino will say start. Underneath that first domino that says start, so there's two parts to each domino. The second part of the domino, let's say, would have the word, a picture of the C. And then on another domino would be, if we're talking about homophones, then it would be a picture of an I. Okay, so C and C. They would match up those dominoes. So they would find the partner and then they would make a long train of the dominoes. So then they'd find the next homophone and match it up. We have a set of this inside our newcomers unit. So if you are somebody that has the newcomers unit, you can find that in unit six, I believe. Essentially, you're just gonna create dominoes that they are going to find the pairs and put them in order. Number eight, and last for our newcomers, is the game, the classic game, Tic-Tac-Toe. And I wanted to bring this one up because Tic-Tac-Toe is a great game that you could play in the moment without a lot of prep, but there's also a lot of ways that you can go deeper in this game or just add in variety um, if you're purposeful in your planning. So Tic-Tac-Toe, you could do, you know, we're just, they ha- you have pictures on a Tic-Tac-Toe board. They're going to play in partners. One maybe says the, the name of the picture. So pencil, they put their X or their O on it. The other student says backpack. They put their X or, or their O, you know, on that. They're trying to get three in a row. That's one way to play it. You could also play where they have to pick up a card and it has a sentence. And that sentence has the vocabulary word removed. So it might say, you know, I use a blank to write. And they would have to look at the board, find the word. Find the space on the board that has a pencil, and that's where they would then hover up the pencil with their X or their O. So again, I wanted to give you ideas of how you can change up some of these classic games and really cater to the students that you're working with and the skills and the needs that they have. So always be thinking, how can I go one step deeper with this? How can we take this? For example, pop, you're going to see if you download our free sample. Many times the games are just, you pick a word, you read it. If you get pop, you put them back. But what if we take it that next step? And that's what we've done. Now, when the game is done, so you can make it, you know, when a student gets five, that person wins. Now, what we've done is you have a game board in front of you and you're going to sort your words. So maybe it's uppercase, lowercase letters. Maybe it's down verbs and adjectives. The students are going to sort their words that they picked up. And now they're going to use two or three of those words to write a sentence. So do you see how you can take one very simple game like pop and you can extend it just a little bit and then maybe extend it just a little bit more 
and you're really pulling in some key language development skills, but it's through a game. So you're going to get good output. All right. You can, if you're confused about what I'm talking about, it's kind of hard to explain it. Um, you can go and check out the freebie and see our pop games and how we've set those up. All right, let's move on to great games for intermediate. All right, one of my most beloved games is Apples to Apples. I loved playing it growing up. My students have always loved playing it. And this is a fantastic game for your intermediate students because they're going to begin to expand on those really awesome adjectives that they use in the game. And then they can really kind of work on explaining, you know, why did they choose this word for that adjective? So it's a fun way to really encourage conversation with the students and explanation skills and agreeing or disagreeing. And it's all done through a card game. Now, Apples to Apples also has, and this is something I found at Goodwill, they have a version called Apples to Apples Big Picture. And this has been awesome to play because there's no reading involved besides the adjective that's pulled. Now, I was told that that is out of, or out of, I don't think they make it anymore. And people were finding it on Amazon for like $50. So don't spend $50 on it. But if you find it at your Goodwill, be on the lookout for Apples to Apples pictures. Either one, for intermediates, they should be able to read a lot of the words. You might want to go through and either maybe do the junior version or kind of look through at some of the words that you're going to be using because I know in the adult version there are, you know, a variety of movies or movie stars or just topics that maybe are not super super appropriate for your students. So you you will want to go through and pull out the cards that work best. Or you can make your own version of Apples to Apples as well. Another great game for intermediates is Guess in 10. And you can find this one on Amazon. Um, And this is where you have a topic and usually you categorize them. So they have one that's like for countries, for animals, for sports, whatever it is. Um, And you're going to have that in your mind. And they're going to ask you questions to try to guess what you have on your card. And so again, these are fantastic ways that you could bring this with you while you're waiting for, you know, a teacher to to come and get their students or while you're walking down the hall. You could just come up with this on your own. You didn't mean to go buy the game, but you can say, okay, guess my word in 10. And as you begin to develop these types of activities in your classroom, your students' questioning skills are going to increase. They're going to understand the concept of the game. They're going to understand what questions to start with, how to narrow it down. There's a lot that's happening in their brains when they're working on games like this. So something like Guess Guess in 10 is a great activity to do that's based on the vocabulary you've been working on or just based on a category that you've been going deeper in. And then pass it on to your students. Have another student have the one that they think of a word and the students are going to ask that. So it's a good way to pass it on and have your other students involved in that. The next game, and this is one of my childhood favorites, was Scategories. So Scategories is where your students will have a list of, you know, places or food or drinks or sports, a whole list of maybe eight things and a paper to write things down. And you will roll the dice and see what letter comes up. This is a fantastic way for students to work on pulling out vocabulary and seeing how they can think about a topic and see if they can come up with a word that begins with that letter. So let's say you rolled the letter S and you give your students three minutes to write down 
the words they can come up with for each of those categories, and then you share it out. So again, categories is not something you have to go purchase. You can create your own version of it easily. And it's a really good check-in for just challenging your students to think about categories, to think about the words they know, to think about beginning sounds. All of that is easily done when you're doing this type of game. And like I said, it doesn't have to be something that you have to purchase the game. You can just say, hey, all right, we're going to place categories, get out your notebook, and the letter is T, and here are your topics. Another great game for intermediate is Guess Who? And Guess Who's a great game because, and you can even make your own version where you have the students in your classroom. That's that's who the Guess Who is. But I love this game with with intermediate students because they really have to work on looking at detail, describing, asking questions, analyzing, putting their people down that that, that it didn't work with. Um, I've also seen guess where at some Goodwills. And that is awesome because that's something that they're looking at places in the house. And so they're working on, you know, locations, prepositions, all those types of things. So both of those are really fantastic games to use with your ELL students. Guess who and guess where. All right, and one last game for our intermediate ELLs is called Blurt. Blurt is an excellent game to build vocabulary. It's a brain-boosting game that really helps develop auditory comprehension, word recall, and vocabulary. So what happens is someone will read a definition or a clue, and then the first person who can blurt out what they're talking about gets to move ahead on the game board. So. For an example, one of the cards that was read might be what word means a partially dried grape. So the first person to shout out raisin, they get to move forward. So it's a really fun way to kind of flip it and challenge your students on listening and understanding and then recalling the word that fits with that definition. That one is called blurt. All right, let's move on. We're halfway done. And we're going to keep going. Let's move into great games for advanced ELLs. The first one is Taboo. And this was a game we always played growing up with my family. And this was a super fun one. It gave us a lot of laughs because Taboo is something where you're trying to get your your peers to guess a word that's on the card. But it also comes with, I think, five words that you cannot use to get them to guess that word. So, you know, let's say that the word is tree. Well, I can't say things like plant or Christmas or, you know, it gives you five common words that you would use to associate with that. So you really have to think about other ways to get the students to guess this word. And you have to be careful that you don't get, you don't use one of those words on the card. Otherwise, you get, you know, beeped out. So it's a really fun game that causes a lot of laughs with your students. Then another game is catchphrase. And catchphrase, is again one of those games you can just have in your classroom, pull it out when you have an extra few minutes. And what you do is you pass around the catchphrase, you know, little disc thing. And the person who has it in front of them reads the word and then tries to get everybody else to guess it. When it's guessed, they pass it to the next person and keeps going around in a circle until time runs out. So it's one of those just super fast moving games, gets people thinking, 
talking all without really, you know, feeling that pressure of talking in front of peers or anything like that. So it's just a really fun way that you can spend an extra five or 10 minutes when you have the time doing something that's really purposeful and intentional. Another great game for intermediate or for advanced ELLs is called Tribond. And this one I do see a lot at Goodwill. Maybe people don't like this game, <laughs> but it is a really awesome, challenging game for our students. So Tribond, what it is, is they are trying to find what these three things have in common. So each card has three things, and they are going to try to think about it and figure out what it has in common. And so this one's really awesome because there's a lot of deep thinking that has to happen to figure out the connections of these three words that are given. And this might be one that you want to work in groups and let them work together and really kind of discuss and go back and forth. So then you're adding in that conversation piece when you play this game. The next game is Upwards. Upwards is like Scrabble, um, but you lay your words down and then you can add letters on top of it. Let's say somebody puts the word B down, B-E-E. Now, if it's my turn, I can put an S on top of that word and it makes it C. So that's the way, this is a really cool game over Scrabble to me for ELLs because it's the really playing around with words and they're working on spelling skills. So that to me is a win, very easy to do. It takes a little bit longer to get set up and get going. But again, one of those classroom games that you will love having. And then the last one for advanced ELLs is Bananagrams. Bananagrams is an awesome Scrabble tile game. And the beauty, beauty of this one is it's fast moving. So it's really just helping kids to get out of their heads, start putting words on the, on the table, start playing around with letters and see what they can come up with. So again, this one I would say is probably better for advanced ELLs because they are going to be doing, you know, spelling, putting letters together, which can get a little overwhelming sometimes for our lower language learners, but higher intermediate and advanced ELLs would really love that game. All right, we are almost done. I hope that you have heard of some new games that you can try and some old ones that you want to bring back. I want to finish up with some great games that you can teach and use without doing any prep. So the first one is 20 questions. This is kind of like guess and 10, but 20 questions. So when you're working on a, a topic or, you know, a new vocabulary word, give them opportunities, have that word in your head, have them guess, see if they can get it in 20 questions. The next one is categories. You throw out a category, let your students tell you what words fit in that category. This is a great one for lower language learners because it's really just helping them to make those connections in their brain, really um, see what words they know. If you, you know, as simple as animals, okay, let's go around the circle and keep saying animals until we run out, until, you know, we forget or until we repeat one. Um, it also helps the students to have to listen to their peers so that they don't repeat one. Charades is an awesome game where they could take vocabulary words that they're working on, act them out, and have their peers guess. Team vocabulary races. So maybe you have them working in, you know, they're in lines and they have to run to the board and they have to write, you read a definition and they have to write that word on the board as fast as they can. Um, another really fun game that I came across is called Switching Places. And so this one is where you have two definitions of the vocabulary words that you are working on and you stand in a circle. Each student has one definition. And what you're going to do is the person in the middle of the circle is going to yell out the word. 
Whoever has the definition of that word is going to switch places with the other person who has that definition of the word. But the person who's in the middle of the circle is also going to try to get into one of those spots. So then whoever is left out, they will be the next person in the middle of the circle. I love this one because it gets students up and moving, but they have to really know their definition. They have to know the word that that definition stands for, and they have to listen. Another quick game is more of a strategy, but inside outside circle where the students write a word and definition on a card. They then stand across from each other, share the word and definition and switch up. You could do a variety of different games like this where, you know, they, they write their own vocabulary definition picture. They do, they walk around, they find someone who has the same word as them or someone who has a different word. They switch and they keep going. Things like that. Anything where they're up and moving is really helpful for vocabulary development and for them to remember the words. And then our last game, and this again is one you can do without any prep, is vocabulary roll a word. So maybe you have, you know, they have a list of vocabulary words that they're working on and you have number one, two, three, four, five, six. And next to each number, you're going to write synonym, antonym, use the word in a sentence, define the word, draw a picture of the word, choose any. There's six things they could do. They would roll the dice and then whatever number they come up with, that's what they would do with that word. So if they, you know, have a vocabulary word that they're working on, then, and they roll, use it in a sentence, they would write it in a sentence. So it's helping them to think about the word in a different way, apply it, but not have to do a very rote, here's your word definition picture for all eight of these words. It's really kind of engaging because there's a dice involved and there's risk of what they're going to get each time. So that's a really fun way to increase engagement when you're working on new vocabulary. I really hope you can see how with intentional planning of vocabulary, you can provide many opportunities throughout the day to increase vocabulary development and how it can be really fun. If you are looking for tech that supports vocabulary, I'm going to link one of my previous episodes in the show notes so that you can listen to that where I go a little bit more in depth on specifically vocabulary development and technology. Also, come and join me for the next two weeks. I'm going to be having some guest episodes that you will not want to miss that are still based on vocabulary, but are really going to be super insightful, especially if you are teaching upper elementary students and want to get into context clues and just better vocabulary teaching in general. Now, like I said, as a big thank you for being a listener to the Equipping ELLs podcast, I'm going to share with you a few sets of our pop games. So go check those in the show notes, download them and get those set up because I promise you, your students are going to love it. If your students do love it, I would absolutely love to see that. Will you take a picture of your students playing the game, don't have to put their faces in it, just them playing the game, and tag us on Equipping ELLs on Instagram. We would absolutely love to see your students in action and see how they are enjoying the vocabulary games right in your classroom. Thanks for all you do to equip your English language learners. I will see you at the same time, same place next week. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done-for-you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then, take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.